Friends, how are we? Are we ready for a new season? Are we ready for fresh days? Now that the draft has passed us, we must welcome a new era, a new beginning. This is your friend JB from the Sage Masters, here to welcome us into a calming, wonderful start to the new season. So take a few deep breaths and allow your body to take in all of the air and advanced analytics that it needs. Imagine your entire body softening like James Harden's midsection during the offseason. Begin by thanking the divine for all of the fantasy gifts in your life right now. The presence of your favorite player on your roster appreciating where we have been as a league over the last 10 years. It's a magical key to moving forward. Every IR situation and trade relationship from your past has taught you something useful and has made you into the fantasy sports master that you are today. Now, notice those things that have outlived their usefulness. Like any Nick not named Julius. What keeps you stuck? What stops you from living your deepest dreams and earning the 2021 ring? Recognize the obstacles to achieving the points total that you'll need for this journey ahead and begin to make mental notes of all those players that you are finally ready to release, never to pick right back up. Where are you still holding resentment toward another, towards yourself? And why is it always directed towards the Clippers? Let all your fears, your worries, doubts, disappointments, past toilet bowl experiences, near misses in the playoffs, and anger surface in your mind. Envision them as sweat leaving Patrick Ewing's body, flowing out of you profusely as you breathe in and breathe out. Just let them go. Release all the should-have-ones, the could-have-ones, the if-onlys. There are many matchups to let go of, so for now, let go of those old standings, those regrettable past performances. Just let them go. As the old energy flows out, experience a new lightness. Feel a resurgent power in your iPhone and a marijuana-infused vitality entering into your bloodstream, opening up space for compassion, for forgiveness, for health, for intact ACLs, and a roster free from COVID-19. Dwell in this new space for a very short time, opening your heart, setting your lineup, and expressing gratitude for the opportunity that you've had to grow, and then letting that go until your inevitable week one defeat. Honor and acknowledge yourself for the courage that you exhibited to set that hot garbage roster and then let it go. See yourself joyful and content with this new reality as losing to the Sage Masters will never be easy. But this year, this year you'll do it over and over, breathing in, breathing out, You'll do it over and over again, losing over and over, 
breathing in, breathing out, losing as you breathe in, losing as you breathe out. Peace be upon you and bless the sage this season. Season four, motherfuckers, we back. So, me and the two kids, before we get nasty, want to say this. Okay, can you say it? You say, can you say, good luck, everyone? Good luck, everyone. Have fun watching basketball. Have fun watching basketball. All right, Fantasy Brewers. Uh, this is your host, Pod Tom, sitting here with uh, co-champ Adam Palais. And we are going to be giving our thoughts on the draft. Who fucked up? Who did good? And we have, uh, yeah, so here you go. Adam, you want to introduce yourself? What's up, company? Uh, this is Adam here, uh, co-owner of Tacoma Blazers. I'm sitting here with Max. We're sitting down to a little lunch. He has some nice uh, buttered noodles, uh, a little bit of veg, and some hummus. So you might hear him speak up. And, yeah, we're going to go through this and give, give our opinion, I guess. Let's do it. Awesome. Max, great to have you. Your input's always welcome on the pod. All right. So what we're doing, if you want to follow along uh, where you are at home is we are doing this, um, even though you'll be hearing this on Wednesday, a day into the season, uh, we're doing this preseason. And what we did is we went on the league page, we went to draft recap. So any moves that happened after that or any moves that started week two, uh, we didn't do that or, you know, we won't really know that. So we're just going to kind of give our thoughts and go through, Starting with JB, co-champ, love the name, and uh, we got JB's redemption tour. So, Adam, anything jump out about JB's team, either from the draft or how they're looking now? Or Yeah, he took two of the guys that I wanted. That's initially what stands out to me. Okay. Uh, we had a, 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 a bidding war for uh, Saboner, and he ended up winning. You know, I was hoping to get him for like 30 bucks. He went all the way up to 46. Uh, I think that's a really savvy move. He's going to be a top 10 producer in our league. Uh, I just had to stop because I needed to keep getting value at players. Uh, he also took Zach Levine, which was also another savvy get. I got him last year. I think he was, you know, predicted as going at like 17 bucks or something. And he ended up going for 33, which is value. So I think he had an overall decent draft. He has a lot of question marks. Uh, Julius Randle and Aaron Gordon are going to be sneaky good for him. John Wall, Hassan Whiteside, Kyrie. Uh, I think Jamal Murray is a little bit overrated in our scoring system. Yeah, Max, I think you agree. We talked about that. <laughs> your yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he has a pretty solid team. I think he needs to make a trade to get a small forward. But yeah, decent job. So he also has two guys that I have pretty high on my target list, which was John Wall and Hassan Whiteside. I feel like our league likes the shit on Whiteside, but he's a really high producer. Um, yeah, for, for a small amount of time that he plays, 
he can put up uh, 15 points, 15 rebounds in like 20 minutes. Right. And I feel like on the Kings this year, he's just going to have a lot of opportunity. But who knows? Who knows? I feel like inter- interesting points. Sabonis was a major surprise to me that he went in the 40s. Um, I thought he was going to be like a high 20 guy. And uh, that was kind of a fun one to see that skyrocket. I was surprised that JB went was so high on Harrell. Uh, Montre- good old Montrez or Harrell. I don't yeah. Know. Um, nine Gosh, bucks. I just fucking get off the board. Right. So, hey, I guess we'll see. Um, my initial thought is that JB is not going to repeat as co-champ. But... Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And he's got a team that we could be sitting here in like two months. I'm like, holy shit. JB just beasted us all. Yeah. I mean, getting Kyrie for 35, Kyrie can put up 60 fantasy points easy. Right. um, Any given night. So uh, if he can stay healthy, like I said, I think, I think JB's team is, is, is not going to be a pushover when you got to play him. Right. Um, yeah, so we shall we shall see. I would I would love to do a predicted record, but we don't really know how many weeks we have. Yeah, and uh, we don't have the full schedule. But I'm going to say maybe around middle of the pack for JB. I think he makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to a few close wins for him, but yeah, I definitely think he makes the playoffs. All right, now what about men's retreat? He went with big guys. Um, and, uh, you know, I was jealous when he got Nurk, uh, especially when he got Bam, too. I didn't expect that he would be the one pushing me, especially after he got Cat and Nurk. Uh, right. But then it was funny because at that point, I have this weird thing in my brain where I kind of remember what, <laughs> um, Max what people draft. Okay. And uh, later in the draft, I was really looking at uh, – Fox, uh, De'Aaron Fox, and I knew that Christian was probably going to look at him too because he, he had gone all big dudes and he had yet to get a, uh, a point guard. So there was a few times where it's like I had guys on my list and he was coming at me and I knew he absolutely kind of needed them. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I beat him out on him. So uh, I'm curious if I'm going to get any trade offers. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. at 16, that's uh, a bit of a gamble, but that's his, I believe that's his only small forward, so he had to do a little bit of a reach on that. I thought for uh, sure Witty was going to go for MPJ. Yeah, uh, he could be amazing, especially if he gets traded to a team that needs him to play heavy minutes. Right now, that's his thing where, you know, he's probably going to cap out at 28 minutes. Um, he can produce in that, but. Uh, you're going to need him to produce like Hassan Whiteside numbers, which is weird to say. Right. I was. Max does not like MPJ. <laughs> no, he does not. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that how they're showing us the players on this thing is like the order that they drafted him in, too, right? So I believe that the commission's first pick was uh, Nurik, and then Towns, and then Bam, and then Van Vliet in yeah. that order, right? So I yeah. knew. So Van Vliet, like the commission tried to get Van Vliet from me last year, like once a week. And, uh, he had the t-shirt, you know? Right. <laughs> and so I was pretty curious to see how high Van Vliet was going to go. And 
Um, I think he'll get that point guard and shooting guard designation here pretty quick. And I'm curious. I don't know. I'm curious to see. Um, he does have it. Um, from our screen, the draft recap, you, it doesn't show dual positions, but he has it. Gotcha. Okay. The one that I, I'm glad that the commission got Towns. I think Towns is going to have a monster year. Um, yeah. I just, I think he's going to really ball out. Um, but I think we'll see. I'm going to predict one of the first big trades comes from the commish. And I think it'll be either Bam and Towns along with McCollum and Van Vliet for something, you know, like you're saying, yeah, some point could, guard or something. I could definitely see myself uh, working a trade with the commish. Um, but he's, I mean, this is, this is Christian's MO. I'm not, I'm not worried about his team every year. He, uh, he has an interesting draft, but then he builds his winning, his winning championship team through trades throughout the season. I'm always very impressed with that. Uh, yeah. so watch out, uh, Rook, if you get any sweet, uh, sounding text uh, in the middle of the night on the East coast, uh, he's coming for you. So. Do not fall for it. Do not. Um, especially if he like hangs out with you and then, you know, takes you out for some wine and a dog walk and just shares intimate thoughts about your friendship. Do not trade him for at least two weeks after that. Um, okay. Let's go over to, Oh wait, prediction. Uh, so if Christian wins, he'd be three-peating. He's got a lot to play for this year. Um, yeah. Where do you where do you put him? Top half, middle, bottom half. Top half, just from, I mean, having Cat and Bam, I think both of those guys are going to be top 15 producers in our scoring system. Um, I honestly think it's going to hurt him, but I think it's going to benefit him to trade Nurk. Um I don't know if he can do that, but, uh, and I think like he got Blake Griffin for $10. I don't, I really just think he needs to write that breakup letter to the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, <laughs> but definitely. Lonzo Ball's going to be sneaky good. I think he could be kind of like peak Draymond where he gets you like close to 10 points, assists and rebounds a game. Sometimes he'll get you the triple double. Sometimes he'll come a little short, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it's pretty solid. I would give him in the uh, top half. Okay. Sounds good. Next we got uh, I Heart Luca. Mm. So this was a fun one. Dewey came in hot to the draft, and uh, <laughs> you got to love that. But I think I that – I love Duke's strategy. I think this is my sixth year in the league, maybe fifth. I think this is Dewey's best draft. Um, I love what he did here. Uh, Luca, Westbrook, Mitchell, Warren, and Anthony Edwards, I think is like going to be a good five people. Um, okay. Westbrook could be sitting out a lot of back-to-backs. I kind of anticipate him sitting out the back-to-backs, and I think, I think looking at the NBA schedule, they were saying that each team's going to have fourteen. Um, mm-hmm. Back-to-back, so that could be fourteen games, but we don't know how how it'll look. But the Wizards are probably going to be fighting for the playoffs. I would imagine they're playing for like a sixth seed in the in the East. So Westbrook, like, I feel like has a lot to prove on a team that's like hungry for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he could have a monster stat year, and that fifty-seven is quite a value for him. And Mitchell coming off the the bubble, 
It's just I, I I thought Mitchell was gonna go for in the fifties. So I think Mitchell is one of the best pickups from the whole draft, personally. I uh Luca, I mean, just a monster. I had him last year. I think I got him for like fifty something dollars. Um Yeah, you tell him Momo. <laughs> um it, he he has the tendency, honestly, to miss the game, like occasional game or two with like you know, ankle injuries. He's, he's just a high use player, but he powers through a lot of it. So no worries there. Russell, I mean, Washington is losing John Wall, who is kind of like the heart of the city for them. Like right. Washington, the fans loved him. So I think he's really going to step into that role and like be, you know, he just plays so hard. I think it's hard not to like him when he's on your team. Totally. So I, I, I think he can, Get I'd love him like if he was a Laker. 10, 10. Yeah. Uh, Donovan, I'm not as high on Donovan. Uh, he he does not get a lot of other counting stats other than scoring. He's kind of like Jamal Murray. Um, so when he goes off and he gets you 40 points, I mean, that's just a solid fantasy night, regardless of what else you get. But, you know, when you're when you're putting down 25 points and – which is good in NBA terms, but you're not picking up, you know, seven assists or seven rebounds. Um, it's it's really hard to like be that forty point player in our league. So um, I think thirty five is like a good place for him because I think thirty five points is what he's going to average a night in our fantasy. Okay. Um, uh, Warren, uh, I don't know. Um, Covington, I think he's more of a role player, but for two bucks, I mean, can't complain there. And Anthony Edwards, I think, is going to be possibly something uh, very much close to uh, what Andrew Wiggins is, which is probably around a 35 or 35 point player. So when he gets, I mean, if he, who knows, he's a rookie. <laughs> right. Um, and I can't believe he got Killian Hayes for a dollar. Right. <laughs> right. Well, he's got, I mean, they're like, a bunch of these dudes are going to just be on the waivers like next week. But mm-hmm. I feel like he, that Dewey has solid, like has probably four to five keepers on this team. And mm-hmm. I feel like he, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I put him in the middle of the pack. I think Dewey's going to break that streak and make the playoffs this year. You heard it here first. Eight seed, okay. John Dewey. All right. I think, uh, yeah, I think he will, just because of his style, like if Luca and Russ hit the way that the projections say, I think you pretty much guarantee yourself a playoff spot when you have two huge producers like that. Right. Um, unless something terribly goes wrong. So um, I'd put him in the middle of the pack, definitely making the playoffs. Okay. Next up, we got Tom Dalla, rebrand over here. Um, okay. So. You missed out on Braun. I did. It's okay. Um, You got great value for Dame. Um, I'm a huge Dame fan, obviously. Right. Uh, I was surprised to see, I mean, not surprised that you you had Ben Simmons last year. Um, You're a big fan. I'm not, but I was surprised to see you go so hard and spend a a big chunk of your money on two point guards. Um, I'm curious, are you... Are you thinking that Ben Simmons is going to pick up another designation somewhere? Um, or are you just going to well, maybe... Well, he was, he was originally listed as a point guard and, and a power forward. Um, mm-hmm. Even on like what I had printed out and like what I was looking at like the day before, he had that designation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I assume he'll get that back. Uh, maybe not. And if he doesn't, then it's uh, yeah, it is kind of tough with just two point guards. But he is my. I can now be fully honest. He's my second favorite player in the NBA, and I like. Yep. I just like having guys that I like, and I think he's. I think he's like one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Um, great defender. I love having him on my team. Like I just love his game. Uh, love watching him. So I like having guys like that. And Dame, you know, Damian Lillard is like he and uh, Steph are the two guys I've have always wanted and never had on a team. So I'm getting Dame, and I was surprised <laughs> I got him for seventy. And I can't believe I got that I got the Joker for less than sixty. Yeah, that was a savvy move. Uh, that I was shocked. I think it was. I don't know. It was like a weird lull. Um, maybe people had just spent a lot and you had the guts to, to throw it all in on a third big name and you, you got it, man. Congrats. Thank you. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I too am a big Ben Simmons fan. I think his, like, like, honestly, he's one of those guys where I look and it's like, dude, if you played in the nineties, you would just kill it. Um, I think his, I mean, he does kill it now, obviously, but, um, He's just like, I don't know. I kind of see him like if, if, if Jason Kidd had like a LeBron type body, like very much like just this big guy who has like great court vision, who's like a tenacious defender, uh, who, who just gets the other like people on their team involved. Um, if he, I mean, honestly, like everyone says it, if he developed a three point shot, if he could knock down like two to three a game, he would just be you know, MVP candidate every year. He's right. Solid. Um, I wish I, I do. I would like to have him on my team one year as well. Um, let's see who else you got. Kemba, uh, you know, a savvy IR uh, position. Uh, I'm happy to see you drafting for the IR. Um, hey. Does my heart well. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, you got it. We um, got it. Uh, Kevin Love and Victor Aladipo, high upside guys with a lot of risk. Um, Which, I mean, after spending what you did on your three big players, which, like I said, when you invest that much, if everything goes right and they stay healthy, you're pretty much putting yourself in a very good position to make the playoffs. Um, That's the type of player you need to invest in late in the draft, and you you did that well. Thank you. Uh, Then we got my, my league nemesis. Kyle fucking witty. Uh, or as he likes to call himself, Hila Tom. Um, okay. I wanted to hear. So before we get into his team and the LeBron stuff, I want to hear from you. What do you think? Let's say that Kyle and I were not in the league. What do you think mm-hmm. with, without us? What do you think LeBron goes for? Um. I think I actually had him listed um, in my ranks a dollar value the same as ESPN. I think it was like 65. Um, So I would guess, based on just the tenacity of of the auction draft, I think he would probably go for around 75. Um, But it's one of those things, right? At the end of the day, this is a game that we play for fun. Um, of course, there's always limits on players. 
Um, but the joy of the auction draft is like if you really want a player, you can go out and get them regardless of the price. Right. Um, so would was it was it a reach for Braun? Yes. Uh, was it worth it if it makes him happy for the rest of the year? It's like, yeah. Uh, if it if it proves to be the downfall to him making the playoffs, you know that's that's down the road, but. You know, it's 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 fantasy sports. You know, we're here to have totally. a good time, totally. and uh, you know, it does. It, seeing you guys every year, you know, battle it out for LeBron. I'm sure you're going to send him a lot of trade offers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My goal is to uh, send him offers. I said every day, but probably like at least once a week, maybe at like two times a week. But here's so here's my thing with Kyle's team. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is when I look at it, I feel like if you look at LeBron, Siakam and SGA, Mm -hmm. all probably higher amounts than you'd want to pay. I mean, I'm saying to you, for me, I I think a hundred dollars for LeBron is a steal, but (laughs) Siakam at 45 and SGA at 37, that's a lot for Mm -hmm. those two, I think. I actually had SGA um, at around valued at about fifty six dollars. Really? Um, that just because of, just be, just Matt because of, disagrees. Uh, just because of opportunity. Okay. Um, and well, sorry, I have to put on his uh, his light. Um, anyway, uh, whoa. Okay, it's done talking to me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just think it's opportunity. Um, who else are they going to – I mean, it, it all has to go through him. And uh, I liked – I really liked him. It, to see him go at 37 um, when I was trying to get value uh, was hard for me to watch. Like, I really wanted to hit that button. Um, but I was like, no, I wanted to get um, – I had already gotten John Moran at that point, And I knew okay. I wanted to get – Darren Fox. So it was one of those things where I just had to, had to let him go. And I thought that was a really good pickup. Um, Pascal, um, he's, he's kind of just like super solid. I don't think he got any value from that, but I think it's not like an overreach too much. I'm probably going to send him trade offers for Pascal because I need a power forward. So look forward to that. Okay. So let's move to uh, cousin ruckus. Okay. Uh, the other, the second highest. Or wait, for Kyle, where do you see top, middle, bottom? I see him um, probably um, trying to sneak in uh, to the to the playoffs at the end of the year. Uh, I think he's going to need to pull off some trades. Uh, I think Mitchell Robinson is going to get hot at a certain point during the year. Tibbs is going to play him. He's not going to fall out, and I think he can get. You know, get a good hot streak going. Uh, let's see who else. I think Dylan Brooks is going to be solid. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think he. And but how our league works, right? Like he's going to have the opportunity to pick up waiver wire guys that are hot. He has to really focus in on the waiver wire and pick up the hot dudes, and also, uh, yeah, fig- maximize his schedule. I think he can do it. Okay. Uh, so cousin Ruckus, new John, uh, the one of the two East Coast pastors, one of the three pastors in the league, 
and he came in hot. Um, got Giannis. I mean, I didn't expect that to happen. So I I, I applaud him for that actually because yeah. he is uh, he's in a league that he's not used to the scoring system. I don't think he's ever played our scoring system, but. At the end of the day, you know, regardless of what scoring system, Giannis is either going to be the best or close to the best. And when you enter a new situation like that, like just just going for that player, like guarantees you a lot in a in a learning setting. Uh, so I thought it was really solid, uh, Giannis. I think he went for a hundred last year to Chuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I personally I. Uh, that's just, that's just too much. I've had Giannis before. He he can throw up eighty a night, um, so it's not too much of a re- reach. Uh, but I thought Brandon Ingram for fifty three was a bigger was a bigger jump than Giannis for ninety seven. I have like I, I I didn't follow him closely enough last year. I didn't do enough research on him or something. But people are really high on him. Yeah, Max. I don't know. Um, he. Uh, you know, and Zion wasn't there. The right, exactly. Year. Exactly. So he took. He's going to take a lot of the ball. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's got he's got some work. Um, I'll be sending him offers for Giannis as well at about week two. So. Oh yeah, I think we all will. <laughs> he um, it, in our league, it is very. I think it's very hard to make the playoffs as a rookie. Um. Mm-hmm. We're all from top to bottom. We're savvy, and I do feel like Ingram was an overpay. I think Horford could be a value guy, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. We we, we shall see. He's going to get so many offers, and I'm going to be really curious to look at his uh, at his record at about week six. Me too. Me too. Um, it ain't easy being a rookie. Um, which says about a lot about last year's rookie Doug, right? Uh, uh, he let's not gloss over the fact that he had an amazing season, especially for a first-time player. Uh, so, yeah. So speaking of Doug, and I'm not going to say his uh, his team name. I don't think we should push African Americans for prison, Kyle. Uh, that's sort of. You should think rethink that. I'm going to take a picture of your house and send it to the league um, because the vibes you're sending from your team name kind of contradict the flags you have in front of your house. <laughs> but uh, we have KDI, uh, rookie of the year last year, uh, mm-hmm. loves Embiid. Dude yes, loves Embiid and got $44 for Embiid. That might be one of the best, like, that might be the steal of the draft. I agree. I agree. He's he's a he's a top five scorer in our league on a game to game basis when he's when he's cooking. Um, and so I think is, he'll be way better. I mean, I think him and Simmons both are going to be so much better under Doc than they were with what was it, Brett Brown? Yeah, like um, they're going to be I, so yeah. much better. He got he. I I think like for me, yeah. Oh. Okay, um, Joel Embiid. He's he's always uh, he's always on my do not draft list because of his injuries. Um, so I just kind of like you know when he when someone nominates him, I kind of turn off and do research. Um, <laughs> but I should have. I think I should have like stayed around. Uh, 
and uh, maybe pick them up because 44 is too cheap. Well, so I feel like he actually had a classic Adam draft. Nobody over $45. And you you go down the names. You got Embiid, Brad Beal, D'Angelo Russell, Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler. That's awesome. Not to mention, like, Christian Wood and Jalen Brown and Porzingis. Like, he's got a solid squad. Oh, he's – I definitely fear his squad. Um, I think Christian Wood at 15, I wish I would have pushed him on that a little bit. Um, I would have probably liked to go up to 20. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Chris Paul, he's a he's a – He's a per game monster, um, and yeah, uh, I think I think he's definitely going to be in the top half of the uh, of the league, and definitely be pushing for uh, another shot at the championship. Yeah. Okay, the Tacoma Blazers. Um, yeah. If we go here, dude, love the team name. Great name. <laughs> One of the best, one of the best names in the league, uh, putting up major content, strong, strong MVP push uh, here already, and your squad. I kind of like the fact that you got no one over forty. Um, and wonder, I want to hear first before like looking at your team, your thoughts on Tobias. I absolutely did not expect to draft Tobias. Um, it was one of those things where, you know, one of the best parts about auction drafts is that you, you kind of have to go on the fly. You can do as much research as you want, but at the end of the day, the market is going to dictate how much players go for. So at that point in the draft, I had two players, I had John Morant and Andre Drummond, and I was like, okay, I need to start thinking about, you know, the other positions and, you know, at this point, most people were super low in funds. Yeah. So I started picking up value and I love Tobias. He plays every game. Um, he's going to be getting, I think a lot more rebounds this year. Um, and he's going to be a great score when they sit and beat, he's going to go nuts. Uh, so for 18 bucks, I'll take it. Um, I need him to get that power forward designation bad, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but that's, that's what he plays. So it's only going to be a matter of time. I think, uh, but I love my draft getting Gordon Hayward for six bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be a big, a big get. Uh, I think I'm going to get a lot of trade offers for Chris Middleton. Um, I think, uh, I would put Chris Middleton as one of the best gets in the draft too. I was really hoping to get him, but I think he's going to have a major year. I think Jeru holiday helps him a ton. And, mm-hmm. For seventeen bucks, I mean, you're getting a guy who's been an all star the last two years, like, mm-hmm. and he gets monster points on a team that has a lot to play for this year. Um, yeah, uh, and he's got to like you know people doubt him in the NBA of like if he's good or if he's just an all star because he's you know in the East. Um, I don't know. I think he's got a lot to prove, and I think he was a great buy. Uh, I think he's, you're going to get a lot of offers from him. He's he's one of those guys. He's like Tobias Harris. He's not like you can't put him in that elite echelon of players for their position, but they're like knocking at the door. And, you know, it's 
it's I don't need in, on my team. I don't need them to give me elite numbers, even though they can touch those occasionally on a good night. I need them to give me 35 to 40 points a night. I don't care if they get ever get me 50 or 45 or whatever. Um, I need them to play minutes. I need them to give me stats. Um, and I think they can do that. Um, my another pick that I didn't know that I was going to take and did no research on was uh, Brogdon. Got him mm. for nine bucks. Uh, I remembered last year he was injured a lot, but he put up some <laughs> serious numbers at the end of the year. Um, I think his last couple games he was like constantly putting up 45 fantasy points. So to get him at $9 and to get that point guard shooting guard designation, I am super stoked. Uh, Rudy Gobert at 19, the guy Goodbye. who's averaged – 14 points and 14 rebounds a game like take it every day um, so i'm i'm stoked i need a power forward <laughs> obviously yeah um if tobias harris gets that power forward designation i'd like one more um marvin well, bagley i'm kind of like eh. he's he's got a lot of upside but i'm at a point where well i, I see have, a, a major trade for you in here too like because you got morant and fox and then Drummond, Capella, and uh, Gobert. And I see mm-hmm. like a two of those guys for two or three of, on somebody else's team. Like you got a you got a Sunday trade waiting here with with <laughs> yes, that somehow, true. you know? And they're all names mm-hmm. that people like. Yeah. Yeah. I am uh, I have high hopes for uh Murray as well. Um I I, I think me yeah. and Andy and I we 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 believed in him so hard last year. Um, and we wanted to see him explode, and he never really did it consistently. But I think this is the year. Um, I I don't know if he was the one that pushed me on the price of six dollars, but I like <laughs> to think so. Um, but I, like I expect game. some trade offers from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, sir. Well done. Okay, now we got Big Bad Blanc Voodoo Dade. I think is how you say uh, that. I would like to send him a cease and desist letter uh, for the <laughs> voodoo in his name. Uh, that is a copyright infringement uh, on the uh, voodoo nation uh, of the Tacoma Blazers. So, uh, you know, Big Bad Blanc. I don't know if you saw the, the SNL where they did the, the uh, village people thing about hitting them with the cease and desist. <laughs> but we, me and Everett sing that one a lot. I want to hit him with a cease and desist. <laughs> so, Sean, consider yourself warned. But his, So, Sean's draft is... It's Dewey-esque. Very, yeah, yeah. And puzzling. I feel like there's a Sean redemption tour going on here. Like, he's trying to prove to us his love of Trey Young or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Yeah. So Anthony Davis, of course, solid. Trey Young, of course, solid. Um, Davis at eighty two, good get. I I I think Trey Young is is just going to be a monster this year. He has like, especially with Capella rolling to the rim, um, he's going to get a lot of easy assists, um, and he's going to put up close to thirty points a game. I mean, it's hold on one second. Bless you, sir. All right. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, constantly undervalued in our league. 33 is solid. He puts up 40 a night easy. Um, I drafted Kelly Oubre last year. Uh, solid. I, I was sad to see him go. I know the commission picked him up after me. I don't 
I don't know what Golden State is going to be outside of Steph Curry. I just don't. Um, Kelly Oubre, he's, I, I love his game. I think if he can get 15 points and uh, push towards 20, maybe get, you know, 13 counting stats, I think that's a, a solid pickup. Uh, he got value with Aldridge, of course. Um, but after that, it's just like droppable waivers. Um, yeah. So he's he's definitely got some work to do. Um, he's I would if I was in his position, I would mm, if he could get a if he could get a good three for one for Anthony Davis, I would take it. Um, I know that's like trading away your best player, but if you can get like three guys that'll push forty points a night, I think that could really balance out his squad. Yeah, I think uh, Sean's going to do the classic Sean. He's going to have to pull a Sean and do a major trade at some point. Um, Big Daddy, I don't love it, got to be honest. Um, But you do have guys, like, all these guys are kind of fun to own. I feel like that's his thing. Like, it's fun when Carmelo goes off, when D. Rose goes off, everyone's going to text about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I don't know. I think he's going to be hard pressed to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, but that's what I also love about our league is how it's set up is that regardless of how you draft, you can put in the work and make something happen. Um, it's that's kind of like the only downfall of the roto style of play is kind of like if you have a bad draft, it's like your season's just going to be hell. Right. <laughs> right. Totally. Here, totally. You can work that waiver wire and like, it's going to be him and Kyle Witte, like just trying oh. to find those guys on the waiver wires that can just be like hot for like two to three weeks and find the next guy. Um, they're going to have to get those, uh, those alerts on their phones going. Well, I think we're, you know, the, we haven't even really mentioned about, um, like what COVID's going to do and where we're at with the vaccine. But I feel like it's going to be super interesting because you, you take like baseball, how, how bad baseball was at the beginning. And then they kind of figured it out and had their playoffs and did everything. And then football, like seeing what they've had to do for certain COVID stuff. It's like, I could see the NBA either like running pretty smooth or do we have major hiccups or is it something where it's like, hey, everyone gets the vaccine soon, and then we're back to normal? And then we have a league where we just have 11 guys now instead of 10. I, so it's like, it's going to be interesting. I Normally, I like to have, I structure my team to have always two two guys that are droppable at all times so I can like maximize schedule with waivers. Um, this year, I kind of drafted with, I can have one just because mm. I'm kind of assuming that I'll have to throw a guy in IR occasionally. Yeah. Um, and then I'll have that availability as it goes. Um, but you know, I, we live in America. Like this is like when the, the vaccine is available, we're going to give it to our athletes. Like I'm, I do not question that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think all of these guys are going to get an opportunity to get the vaccine because I think their owners can pay for it to happen. Um, and, They'll, they'd rather do that than than lose money. So I, I'm not too worried about COVID, um, and I think by halfway through the season, it's not even going to be an issue for players. Um, unless they don't want to get vaccinated, uh, then that's a whole other issue. Right. Okay, so interesting. So we're on the last row. Three more teams, and 
I'm really curious on your opinion of Andy's team. Rated PG-13 for Hard Tatum. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's, uh, again, top-notch name. Uh, Andy, I, I honestly think if of everyone in the league, he is kind of like my, my, my draft soulmate. Okay. <laughs> we, we, I think we do uh, a lot of the same research, and I think we value players uh, the same. I look at his team, other than James Harden. I mean, we all have our, our sweethearts. I think James Harden's his, his sweetheart. Yeah. Um, Paul George, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Tatum, uh, Kobe White, uh, those are uh, Markel Fultz. Those are all players that I had on my on my draft list because they all I thought produced a great amount of value. So he knew that, which is why he invested was able to invest big in one player. So James Harden, I don't think any players is. It's hard for a player to live up to a, a big amount. He's a, he's a safe bet to do that. Uh, but then if you do that, you have to find value. And I think yeah. he did a really good job. Jason Tatum, I was the one that pushed him to 61. I I really wanted to – he fell so – he was the 45th pick in the draft. He's, he's like a top 15 producer possibly, and I wanted him for like 40 bucks. And okay. he sat on him like I was sitting on him. And I knew I had to push him or else he was going to get him for super cheap. Um, so uh, you can thank me for that, Andy. <laughs> well, you got you do got to push. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you got to. I think, and R.J. Barrett, I think he's just going to be a usage monster. Um, who else is going to shoot the ball? I mean, I think... <laughs> I think he has the possibility of putting up 30 points a yeah. night, uh, like once a week and getting close to 20, the rest of them. Cause he's, I mean, he's young, he's going to develop and he's going to being on the floor so much with Tibbs, he's going to get assists and rebounds and steals just because. <laughs> well, I've, um, I've played now, like, I think I've been in like 12 seasons worth of fantasy in different sports mm-hmm. with Andy and he is just he's solid. He's a really good player. He knows his stuff. He's like I feel like you could ask him who's the third star on every NBA team and he could just tell you off the top of his head. Uh which mm-hmm. makes him like quite, you know, crafty at the waivers. Um so I'm curious to see what he does. Um and yeah, like Paul George, I just don't really like cuz I would never draft mm-hmm. him. But it's like Harden, George, Wiggins, Tatum. I mean, that's a pretty good top four. Wiggins is always undervalued in our league. Last year, he was great. Yeah, um, I had I him think, all year. I think Ubre is going to cut into his stats a little bit this year um, just because he's he's not afraid to take his shot and he'll steal a few rebounds um, and assist just because of how the Golden State Warriors system works. I mean, they just swing the ball and it's just like, it's like, it's Kurt, like Steph Curry, the point guard, you know, you'd think he'd have. 12 assists a game, but he doesn't because everyone's involved in passing. So you can't really rely heavily on any one player to pick up assists on Golden State. Uh, but so that means everyone gets a little. And I think Wiggins is going to end up being a solid like 35, close to 40 point a night um, when he's when he's hot. You know? Totally. I could actually also see him in real but in the real NBA being traded like him and Wiseman mm-hmm. for something. Um, I don't know if there's one with like, I don't know. I just good draft, you know, Andy always does good. 
it'll be curious. A lot of these guys will just be so curious to see like the real NBA and how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let's go to Lord Fantasy. Um, we got good old Chuck. Mm-hmm. And I think Chuck had the most, to me, intriguing of the drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious to hear your one. thoughts. I didn't. I mean, that's. I'm. I yeah. Chuck always surprises me with his drafts every year. Um, I don't know what his uh, process is going into. Uh, I think he 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 goes by his heart a lot. He wants. He's one of those guys that like wants to wants to tune in to watch players he wants to watch and he wants them to be on his team. Um, he, I think last year scared when he, he waited too long to get Giannis. Giannis was like the last big name on the board and he ended up having to spend a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he wanted to make sure that he got some elite level talent, uh, that didn't like make him spend outrageous amounts. Uh, 67 for Devin Booker. I mean, that's just, I think that's pretty, pretty solid, not too much value there, but I mean, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing either. Um, if he stays healthy, that's fine. Kevin Durant for sixty four. Let's hope. Let's hope KD is 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 KD, which I, every indication is that he is, and that will be a phenomenal pick as well. Aiden at thirty six was a steal. Um, he he's going to be a monster. He's. I mean, he'll probably put up forty five fantasy points a night easy. Um, John Collins, I'm not sure. Um, I don't quite know who the next player is on his list, uh, but <laughs> with that, Thomas Bryant for two bucks. I mean, that dude in the preseason, he's jacking up threes. I mean, right. it's he. I mean, of course, you have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal who are going to take most of the shots. But if Thomas Bryant could get ten rebounds and fourteen points, uh, push twenty on a good night, that is a steal. Um, but then, then the rest are kind of droppable, but. At the end of the day, this is, I mean, Chuck wins championships by right. by working the waiver wire, maximizing schedule, and relying on uh, his his core guys. He usually has like three or four core guys that are untouchable, uh, but the rest kind of just, he's just a master at that. Well, so he's, I, I mean, he's shown us every year that he's willing to trade his entire team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think that... And he's got like he's got names that look really good in the trades, you know. Mm-hmm. Booker, like Booker's a guy that if you see that offer come through, you're like, oh, because he can get you, you know, seventy in a night. Yeah. Um, and then Durant will like that Brooklyn team. I'm so fascinated to see how it plays out. Like mm-hmm. the Kyrie saging the court stuff, just <laughs> like I mean, and there's a big part of me that really respects it, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Is like you just do you, man. But then there's yeah. another part that's like I feel about Kyrie the same way I feel about Hillary Clinton, to be honest. <laughs> that it's like everything about you on paper I should like, and then when I hear yeah. it, it just fucking irritates me so bad. <laughs> like I would read jokes that Hillary Clinton would tell, and if anyone else said them, it'd be funny. But the way that like it just came from her, it's like shut the fuck up. And Kyrie, that's how I felt with his, like, saging incident. It's like, oh, this is really cool. But did you only do this? I don't know. But (laughs) that's definitely tangent on the Nets. But I'm just so curious to see how that goes because you got him and Durant. And you hate to see, like, 
you hate to see a great athlete go down and you hate to see, especially like, you know, if it's someone who is like a Durant where has a shot to be, you know, people call him like one of the best 15 of all time, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the league is quite knows. I mean, everyone knows where I stand on my thoughts of Durant and Mm -hmm. him going to Golden State. But I've loved him at OKC. And mm-hmm. I think that it will be really interesting to see his basketball. Like, I'm actually really curious to watch him just as like a basketball player on the Nets, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you're playing in the East, which you've never done. Mm-hmm. And you're playing with this team that like, you know, you're on, you're like either you're one and two guys. I don't know. It's just going to be so fascinating. So does Chuck walk away with like one of the top five guys in scoring or do they just like, I don't know. I, I'm just so curious to see. I I think the first move Chucks makes is to trade Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton. Having two guys on the same team with the exact same schedule is really hard to maximize schedule that way. So I can see um, him swinging a big trade for those guys. KD, I think this is the first season where the expectations are at are low for him because he's coming off such a serious injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think that he's gonna he's gonna look great this year just because the expectations are so low, um, and I think he's he's gonna be KD. Um, he may not get as many rebounds or steals because of the injury, but he's still gonna put up points. He's gonna be like competing for the scoring title. Um, he's he's lanky. He doesn't like he's he's like seven foot and he's got an amazing shot. He'll be fine. Right. <laughs> well, especially if like so if Kyrie. So if Kyrie can play the kind of ball he's played, but he actually likes and trusts Durant, you have one of the best set shooters in the NBA waiting for a shot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he could – that'll be fun. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting thoughts on the sun schedule. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's you know he's got maybe the most improved of Taylor Horton Tucker sitting on his team. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think I think Chuck. Def- I'll, I'll never bet on Chuck not to make the playoffs. Um, just because oh, yeah. I think it's a matter of pride for him. Um, even if he knows he can't win, he will do everything to make the playoffs. So uh, the year Chuck doesn't make the playoffs is uh, is the year um, the world ends. <laughs> totally, <laughs> for sure. Okay, and then last but not least, we have Kawhi. You so short. I desperately want there to be a NBA like like punk antifa bad boy <laughs> player just so stacks can draft him. Like <laughs> yeah. we don't got it, buddy. Um we don't um it's it's you know the we have a lot of like social justice guys and whatnot. Um but they they they're they're always like pretty, you know, straight laced and clean cut. Um there isn't like a like a Rodman version of that. Um, and uh, I always, I always, I always wish there was for Stack. So I'm hoping that Bong Mountain gets asked to play the national anthem during the finals <laughs> this year, and that Stacks plays the uh, plays the drums while taking a knee. <laughs> I was I was super surprised that he was the one that got Zion. I did, I thought for sure Sean was going to go for Zion again, uh, yeah, but maybe he got burned from last year. Uh, but did not see that coming. Steph, I mean, you can't argue with Steph or anybody. He's solid. Um, but to take Zion and Kawhi Leonard, 
um, guys that might be sitting back to backs. That's yeah. that's a bold strategy. Um, are they both possibly, you know, quite a top 10 producer on a per game basis? Easy. We still don't know what Zion's capable of, uh, how he's going to work with Brandon Ingram and uh, who's who's passing the ball, Lonzo. Uh, Lonzo's going to take a lot of rebounds or, away. Uh, well, he's, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, DeRozan, I, I pretty much draft him almost every year. Right. He, uh, I was a little scared just because it's his, you know, contract year. And I think the Spurs might want to go for a high draft pick and give uh, DeJounte Murray a run. Same with Derek White, which is why I picked up Murray. Uh, I don't know where DeMar is going to go. But then again, the last time the Spurs did an in-season trade was 2012. So they might yeah. keep DeMar and see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I think they. I think the Spurs make a trade. DeRozan and Aldridge for some. I think they're both gone. Personally, yeah. um, but stacks. So, like- I love Stax's draft. Got to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he is just like Stax has the one where it's like you look at it, it's like oh should I go for that like should you go for Zion? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Stax did. Yeah. How's Curry gonna do? I don't know. Should you go for him? He did. Leonard, do I want him on my team? Not sure. DeRozan, eh, just like what you said. Lamella, how is he going to – like all the guys like that. He's got – I mean, he's got them all. And it could be a super – I mean, he could have a great team. And some nights these guys are going to look awesome. Lowry, oh, yeah. solid. Valanchunas, I mean, how we don't know how long Jackson's going to be out. He's – Valanchunas, even with Jackson – because Jackson doesn't rebound. Like, that's what's so frustrating about him is that he's this great player when it comes to roto leagues because he gives you three-pointers, scoring, um, blocks, steals, but he doesn't produce assists or, or rebounds, which are so crucial in our league. Valanciunas gets those, and he puts up 15 points a night. So he's, he's very much kind of like Clint Capella in yeah. that he's, he's underrated, but every year he he'll, he'll give you 35 fantasy points a night. It's not sexy, but you need those players on your team. <laughs> That's right. what you're long enough. Um, and for ten bucks, I think Dougie had him last year. He knows. Uh, he he's just he's just saw that was a great pickup at ten uh, late in the draft. Uh, well done. Uh yeah, and he but so Stacks also has a team that like he's got sexy trade names: Zion, mm-hmm. Steph, Kawhi, DeRozan. Lamella, like we'll see. I think we're gonna see a lot of turnover in this roster too. But I, I love it. I really, really like Stax's draft. I think he's gonna turn Zion into gold. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I really think that that's the player that he should try and move. I, we were we were talking about working a trade earlier um, in the week, and after looking at his squad, Zion's like the one that I would like. Yeah, that's the one I would make a, an offer for. Um, possibly a two for one. So um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think most people are like me, though. They they want to wait to see how like the first couple games go before they make any big moves, just because you don't know. You know, you don't want to end up with Rudy Gobert for Trey Young. I mean, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> totally. Um, you don't want to be in that situation. Um, so I think people are a little scared at first, a little hesitant. Maybe is a better word. Um, I think. Uh, but you know, after the first, it takes us a couple of weeks to get to get trading uh, 
for people to feel the need for a win, especially Sunday trades. But totally. I think it really happen. And I see Stacks as being uh, right now, you know, playoff team, uh, middle of the pack. I think with a good trade, he could he could be pushing uh, for a championship. Okay, awesome. Well, really appreciate your time. And uh, I don't know if you're going to write a draft thing as well, but loved it last year. And one, so I saw, you know, we at the Real Time Brett Studios saw your draft guide and just really wanted to have you on the pod. Um, and this, this is a lot better. Um, yeah. Let's make it a regular thing. Great, great. So my, I think that my closing thoughts are most surprising team, Sean. Most intriguing team, Stacks. And if I were to do, I don't know, best draft, um, maybe Doug. Mm. You? I I would say um, I would go teams to be worried about. Um, <laughs> I would definitely say um, Doug. I'm always going to say my team, uh, Andy, and uh, it's. I think trading is going to be so important. Like I keep looking to Christian's team. I mean, if you Christian built an impressive team last year, you want to, you want to see something out that's more impressive than that. Look at his draft from last year. Right. It was not solid, but he's, he's like an MB. He has a, an expert enough knowledge about NBA. And I guess just this feel for development where he can see who's going to like be good at the end of the year. So he can trade for people before they really break out. And he, he has a really good track record of that in our league. So um, anytime I see a trade offer from Christian, I'm like, what is he seeing that yeah. I'm not? <laughs> Chris, Chris, dude, Christian has not lost the trade the entire time I've been in the league. Um, so I'd be, I'd be careful of him because he has some big names to work with. Um, and let me see who else. I think, I think JB is going to be a dangerous squad. Um, this is going to be the year that he is nowhere near the toilet bowl. Um, so, you know, JB, sit down and prepare for like a solid season. Do the research. I'm sure you always do. But this is this is your time to, to shoot your shot, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he's got um, all the time he needs up in that cabin in Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, that's great. And I think Andy's going to push for a title again too. So, um, I'm personally hoping that this is my, my year to finally win championship. Uh, you mean repeat this champ? Uh, yes, that is true. First time to get a ring. Um, right. I've already decided that, um, Max is, uh, officially a part of my, of my team. So he will also be getting a ring. Perfect. Um, I will for him. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Cool, man. Well, thanks for having you on. Really appreciate it. And uh, good luck, Brewers. Hey, Brewers, we need another outro. Hey, someone with all the new league info.